Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aw, yeah? So all the time, our students tell us that their biggest frustration is that they understand English well, but they don't have any opportunities to speak. That is exactly why we launched the Real Life English app this year, to give you, our wonderful listeners, an opportunity to practice both your speaking and listening in a fun and meaningful way. Well, we often get asked for ideas on which topics to talk about when using the app by members of our community. So this is what today's topic is all about. You'll have plenty of conversation starters and ideas by the end of this podcast episode. And in case that wasn't enough, over on our Instagram at reallife.english, you'll find more questions to ask and we'd love for you to also share some of your own. So make sure you check that out as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. Yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and supersonic way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, riding the bus, bungee jumping, or even... Oh, I love that. Mowing the lawn. (laughs) So I'm joined here in the virtual Barcelona studio, as always, by the lovely Andrea. Hello. How are you doing today, Ethan? I'm doing very well. Are you ready for some bungee jumping? Oh my gosh, yeah. That was a surprise, <laughs> that one. I just picture it. It'll be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you have to be practicing your English while you are doing, uh, what would you call those, uh, extreme sports? Yeah, exactly. Extreme sports, bungee jumping, skydiving. Have you ever done any of those things? I have not done bungee jumping, like jumping off of a bridge just to me sounds like a bad idea. I would be more inclined to do skydiving, Mm. but I I haven't done it yet. I think it requires quite a bit of planning. But I did do last year, actually, with Justin, we went, uh, I think it's paragliding. I always confuse parasailing and paragliding, but the one where it's like you have the the wings kind of like above you. So it's really like flying. And that was a really cool experience. We did that in Rio de Janeiro. And it's was spectacularly beautiful and it really does give you a sensation like you're a bird or something because you're just floating through the sky. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I haven't done that, but I've done parasailing. So that's like usually that a boat is dragging you and you've got like the parachute and everything. And again, it's a bit like you're flying, but maybe not so much depending on the position you're in. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Was it terrifying? Do you have a fear of heights? No, I don't really. I've done it twice and I loved both times. The worst is if you get in an uncomfortable position, like in the harness, because then you're focused on that a little bit more. But um, no, it's it's amazing when you're so high up in the air and you just see those amazing views. And I really loved it. Is it tandem? Like, do you have to go with an expert or are you up there on your own? You can do it on your own. And I think the first time I did it on my own in Cyprus, and then I did it one time on a Greek island as well in tandem. So with an, with an, well, with my now husband, uh, we did it together and that was quite cool. That does sound quite spectacular. So I think it's fitting actually talking about extreme sports, adrenaline sports, because they say that 
there's actually been studies that the thing that people fear most more than bungee jumping or paragliding or skydiving is public speaking. So that's kind of what people, it's, it's not as big of a deal, but obviously on the app, you're connecting with someone that you don't know. And especially if you're shy or you're introverted, then that can be a pretty scary experience for some people. Uh, so that said, we're going to help you to kind of ease into it. I think if you're if you're prepared, preparation always can help you to kind of like lower the stress or the anxiety of of doing anything that you've not done before or that's uncomfortable for you. So we're going to help you to prepare for that with a bunch of questions, which will help you on the app, but they can also help you in any sort of situation where you're going to meet new people and you want to break the ice. But before we get into any of that, we have a shout out for a very special podcast listener and app user. Yeah, so today's shout out is titled Excellent App, Excellent Production Team, and it comes from Hong Parani. And they say, I'm one of the big fan of real life English, and I'm thankful for all your effort and consistency. You guys have been producing lots of good stuff to help English learners for many years. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm so glad to see your app. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hong. So thanks so much for taking the time to leave us a five-star review. I'm so glad to hear that all of our content is helping you a lot and that now the app is also helping you to practice your listening and your speaking. And if you want us to shout you out, then give the app a try. If you have not already, you can get a full transcript for this episode and pretty much every other new episode of our podcast so that you can follow along, which can help you a lot to improve your listening. And you can learn all of the most important vocabulary there and so much more. And if you try it and you love it, and of course you can practice your speaking there as well as we've been mentioning and what this podcast is all about. And if you try it out and you like it, then you can leave us a five-star review just like Hong did, either in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, and that way we can shout you out. So thanks again, Hong. And today we have a burning question from another one of our audience members. Yes, today's burning question comes from Mr. Coolest Boy Sridhar, who is uh, an Instagram follower. And he says, how do I overcome fear while speaking to others in English? Ooh, that is a perfect question for today. It really is. I thought it was like going through so many of the burning questions we get. I thought this one was perfect for today <laughs> as well. So, I mean, there's so many things that you can work on to overcome your fear speaking English. I think a great place to start is to prepare yourself. So, actually like write down notes, write down even some scripts like based on different topics or maybe questions that you want to ask people or answers to have prepared for when they ask you. I think that can really be good for your fear and for your anxiety because you'll have some notes already made and you can use them as well while you're speaking to people, especially if it's on the app. Um, it's really easy to have some notes there by your side just as a, a comfort kind of tool for you to get started. Yeah. Uh, one thing you could try because just like Andrea said, preparation is really important. And especially if you have never spoken English with someone, it can seem 
as we kind of mentioned before, it can almost seem like an adrenaline sport having to go and connect with a stranger and start speaking. So it's always good to practice on your own first, even record yourself, listen back, kind of correct yourself. Because when you do that, then really you'll be prepared for anything. And, and you can take some of the questions we're going to give you today and practice asking them to yourself and answering them how you would. Because a lot of times too, if you go say on the app or you go anywhere and you ask someone a question, they'll answer it, but then they'll say, how about you? Or they'll say, what about you? Which, you know, basically is to say they want you to answer the same question. So you should also be prepared to answer the questions you're going to ask, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you could even practice with someone. Maybe you have a friend that you feel really comfortable with, that you trust, that you know won't make you like feel too anxious or embarrassed or something, or even another English learner from your class or that you've met online or something and you can practice together. So that's going to help to build your confidence as well for then when you are speaking to people that you've never met before, maybe in English, it's going to, you know, you can use that confidence and that experience um, when using the app, for example. Yeah. Or even, you know, in lieu of not having any friends or anyone close to you who speaks English, speak to your dog or your cat, speak to yourself in the mirror, just anything that can kind of help you to get that practice and get that, that experience, which is going to really help to take down the stress. Exactly. You used an interesting phrase there in lieu of, what does that mean? That's a French expression, I believe, because like lieu means place in French. So it's like in place of, mm -hmm. instead of would be another way to say that. So if you don't have anyone, then instead of or in place of having a, a friend that you can speak English to, then you could speak with your dog, your cat, or yourself in the mirror, or a stuffed animal or anything that's going to help you to, you know, feel a little bit like you're getting that experience. Yeah. And we have a great lesson on the Real Life English YouTube channel, uh, which is how to practice speaking English at home alone. So that's a really useful tool as well. Again, if you don't have anyone that you can practice with, you can get some really good ideas there to help you prepare. Totally. And probably the case for most people listening to this who really do have that anxiety or who don't find it so easy to come up with questions when you connect with someone or to, to speak in a really free way, it's probably most likely that you're an introvert or that you are shy. So I actually made a lesson a while back about, because I myself am an introvert, I believe Andrea, you also consider yourself an introvert. And I made a lesson a while back about how to learn English for introverts specifically. So that can definitely be useful to just kind of get some tools that can help you to not need to like fake it in any sense of like meeting you don't need to start acting like an extrovert, but you need to make the most of the skills that you do have as an introvert. So definitely check that out. We'll link both those lessons in the show notes. And without any further ado, we can jump into the questions that we have, the main topic. Hey there, Real Lifer. Have you downloaded the Real Life English app yet? On the app, Andrea and I will guide you beyond the classroom to live learn, and even speak English in the real world. So how do we do this? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English podcast and Beyond Borders talk show, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency. Plus, check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocabulary, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and so much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real-life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? 
Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the Real Life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want and speak with people from all around the world. What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or by going to www.reallifeglobal.com slash app. That's A-P-P. Or simply search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so we've kind of split up the questions into some different categories because there's such a huge array of questions and like topics that you can speak about when meeting someone new. So we've kind of tried to group them together to organize them a little bit. Before we get into those, what does array mean? (laughs) It's like a selection, isn't it? I think. Huge array. I would be like a huge selection. Yeah. I guess the store has a huge array of products or like the restaurant has a huge array of dishes. So like Mm -hmm. you said, yeah, a a variety, right? Yeah. And that's one word. So when you hear that, it kind of sounds like a ray, like a ray of sunshine or something like that. Yeah. But it's A-double-R-A-Y, right? It is, yeah. (laughs) So now that that's cleared up, we have a huge array of questions for you. There's a huge range of things you could talk about with someone on the app. And I think a big reason for that is that you don't want to get trapped in always having small talk, like always saying, hi, what's your name? And like having the things that you've, the the typical conversation you might have with a neighbor in the elevator or something, because it's not really going to grow your English so much. So that can be really good if you're starting out and we'll give you some good questions um, along those lines. But eventually it can be good to kind of challenge yourself by trying to talk about topics that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone so that you can start kind of stretching yourself and, and continue growing your English so you don't get trapped on that intermediate plateau. Yeah, definitely. So this is kind of like a scale. We're kind of easing you in and then they're going to get a bit more challenging as you go. That's a good way of putting it. Exactly. I love that. Ease ease their way in. So how can they ease their way in, Andrea? So generally, when you meet someone for the first time, you tend to ask them about themselves. So you can use the phrase, tell me about yourself. Mm, That is like a really typical one. I think you might hear that even, it can be a good one to practice because you might even hear that in a job interview, for example, Mm. they might ask you to, and obviously depending who's asking you, if someone's asking you on the Real Life English app, you probably don't want to jump into, you know, your your CV or your your resume, uh, but depending on the context, if you were in a job interview, that is what they would be asking for is is about your professional experience. Mm -hmm. And because that's such a common question, I actually created a lesson on the Real Life English channel all about introductions. And it's like a 40 minute lesson that gives you everything that you need. So if you need some, if you want to like practice answering that question, which is a really good question to know how to answer, whether it's in a formal or informal situation, then you can get everything you need with that video. So we can link that in the show notes as well. Yeah, because it's true. That question especially can be used in so many different scenarios. So it's good to recognize the different ones, what information you would give. So if you're using the app, generally, it will be things like telling people like your name, maybe where you're from, what you what you do, like if you're studying or if you're working and more general things like that, rather than going into like your history of work or your life story or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think too, something that's important 
in these kind of contexts, it's cross-cultural communication is to be culturally sensitive. So for example, uh, one faux pas, one thing that you should not do is like asking a woman her age, right? Mm. Is something that depending on the culture that can be considered rude. I know in like some cultures, that's a completely normal question, but in other places it can be considered offensive. So you might want to avoid the faux pas like that. Yeah. I get asked that question all the time on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and do you answer it or do you say, that's none of your business? I don't really answer it. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't get offended by them asking because I know that every culture is different. But I don't, I don't know why it's important. Maybe people are just curious. I guess. Right. Yeah. That can definitely be something just to keep in mind is to avoid taboo topics. But it's always, I think, okay to ask someone what they do for a living. That's like one way to ask what people work in or or studying or something like that. Or um, maybe something else you might ask is along those lines is like, what do you like to do in your free time? Mm-hmm. Which is asking more about people's hobbies, right? If they, if they like skiing or bungee jumping or paragliding, yeah. parasailing, <laughs> what do they do when they have free time? Yeah. And you can also ask like, instead of what do you do or what do you do for a living? You could say, what's your profession? Um, and I think that's interesting. I don't think it's rude to ask that. You could also ask someone like, what languages do you speak? Because obviously you'll be speaking English with them and then they'll have a native language. Maybe they like studying more languages. So they'll, there'll be others as well. That's, I think that's an interesting thing to ask. That's definitely one of my favorites always is to to talk about language and language learning. So, I mean, that's something too, that can naturally lead to other questions about how did you learn French or, you know, what have you found useful to, to learn other languages? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what else might you ask someone that you've bumped into or that you've connected with on the app? Yeah. So you could ask, where are you from? Um, and then you could also ask, where do you live? Because maybe the people live in the place that they were born, but maybe they have moved. So that could be quite interesting to know where they are from originally, but where they are currently living right now. Right. That would be both of our cases that we would say, <laughs> I'm from one place, but I live in another. So yeah. usually if people ask, like, where are you from? I would probably answer both anyway, right? I'd say like, okay, I'm from Colorado in the United States, but now I'm living in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think another hot topic, I think especially you Brits love to ask about this. You might ask about the weather, right? How's the weather there? Yeah, it's such a British thing, but I think <laughs> I think it can be a good question, especially like depending where the person is. You could even say like, how's the weather there today? Or, you know, mm-hmm. you can explain how, how it is where you are and say, what's it like there? Right. We did another podcast on weather expressions as well, didn't mm. we? So that could be useful because maybe instead of just saying it's raining, you might want to say it's really coming down, yeah. which means that it's raining a lot, you know? So it can be useful to have some expressions like this that can help you to describe more accurately what the weather is like, rather than just saying it's sunny or it's hot or it's cold or mm-hmm. it's it's raining. Yeah. You could say it's raining cats and dogs. <laughs> you could say that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the person you're talking to doesn't know that expression. So it can always be, that's one of the great things about the app is everyone's a learner. So it can be an, an opportunity for you to teach something that you know to another learner. And teaching really is one of the best ways to actually like fortify your own learning. Yeah. And that's another question you can ask, because obviously if they're an app user, you could ask them if they're enjoying using the app. 
and they can tell you a little bit about their experience or maybe people that they've connected with as well. Yeah, you could ask too, like, who have you connected with today or mm. what countries have you connected with? Yeah, I love it. I just lo- like on the Instagram <laughs> lives as well. I love it when everyone tells me where they're from because it is crazy mm. the amount of countries represented. Maybe one day we should kind of like collate all the countries or something. And I, th- I think we did a post like that once, like with the Instagram followers we asked where they were from and then we created the real life english like global map um but yeah it's it's amazing how people from all corners of the world are just there what does collate mean you said that a couple times oh yeah collate i say it differently to you you do (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's when you gather together like when you take these things and you collect them you put them together Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with Colgate, the toothpaste <laughs> brand. <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe moving on, we kind of mentioned that everyone on the app is an English learner. So that can be great to ask things about learning English, obviously, right? Yeah. So you can ask, how long have you been studying English? Yeah. Which I think that can be interesting too, just to compare and to see maybe you talk to someone and they have just like very impressive English And you ask that question and maybe they've only been studying for a short time. So then that might lead you to ask, you know, how did you get such good English in such a short time? Or what's your, Mm. how do you study? What, uh, can you give me any tips, any recommendations? Yeah, that's a, it's a really useful thing to ask. I think, especially, you know, in that time that you're having a conversation, you can maybe get some tips as well from other learners. That's definitely a great use of your, your time there connecting to people. Yeah. And you can also ask them, you know, what do you use the language for? Like maybe, Mm learn why they started learning English. Maybe they did it for work. Maybe they did it for travel. Maybe they did it, you know, to understand their favorite TV series and movies. Like everyone has a different reason. So I think that's an interesting question to ask as well. Yeah. I always like to ask people too, when they speak various languages, it's kind of interesting to know their reason for each one or what was the backstory? Like maybe you, your partner's from that country and you want to be able to communicate with their family or, uh, maybe they're just like fascinated with some, some aspect of the culture. So it can always be lead to all sorts of other conversations, right? Yeah, definitely. You can ask them as well, like what opportunities has speaking English given you? Mm-hmm. Because maybe, you know, people do it for different reasons. Maybe they were able to go and work abroad or go and study abroad. Um, or maybe within their home country, they were able to get a job promotion or like their dream job or something. So mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting to find out how learning English has helped them as well in life in general. And again, the great thing about any of these questions is it can lead you kind of like down a rabbit hole in the sense that it leads you to other possible conversations. So it can be really great to, as we were saying, kind of like if you're a bit scared of of jumping on there and having a conversation with someone, you can practice all sorts of different things. So you can imagine that what opportunities has speaking the language given you, if they said one thing, then you could say, okay, what's the next question I'm going to ask after that? So imagining different possibilities and different next questions that you would ask and how you would also respond to those questions. And that way, It's only a four to eight minute conversation you're having on the app. So it goes by very fast. Mm. And if you're kind of prepared in this way, then you'll make sure you're not kind of getting stuck or having that awkward moment that might just build on those feelings of fear or anxiety, right? Yeah. And you make use of every single second that you have by being prepared in that way. Exactly. 
Just a quick interruption to ask you a question. Do you ever feel frustrated when you are listening to a podcast, watching a TV series, or you are in a conversation in English and you do not understand what is said? Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41 week real life adventure of the English language. Each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use your English in the real world. Just imagine understanding your favorite TV series without subtitles or confidently speaking with someone and comprehending everything they say. You can do it and we're here to help. And the best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. That's P-O-D. Or simply click the link in the description of this episode. All right. Shall we move on to the next the next collate of <laughs> questions? <laughs> yeah. So the next ones are more about learning about the person and where they're from, like a bit more to do with global citizenship, which we spoke about in last week's podcast episode. Right. So like, it can be a great opportunity. I mean, again, I keep saying it, but I'm just so fascinated when I'm speaking to people from <laughs> other countries. I just want to learn about them so much. Right. Especially with COVID, like the, how the world is right now that we can't travel so much. It's like so interesting to be able to, in this virtual sense, travel and be like, you know, to ask people what it's like in their city and their part of the world, especially because on the, the app, I've met so many people from like countries that I, I've heard about, but I really don't know anything about. And so it can be a really fascinating way to discover, you know, what the world is like in other parts especially if you you haven't had opportunities to travel so much. Yeah, and the real world, not just like something you read on an article mm. or see on TV or something where sometimes, you know, it's more like a touristy thing or it's not how or real political, life is. political, maybe. Yeah, you get like more of an authentic view. And it's never, yeah, things are never like they report on the news. So I think that can be another interesting thing in this view. If you heard something on the news... I mean, obviously, you always need to be tactful. You need to be a little bit careful in uh, or sensitive about these matters and, and how you approach them. But it can be really interesting if you heard something in a, the news that something happened in this person's country. It can be interesting to ask them about it and actually see what is it like for real people there or what do real people think about it there, not just you know what you've heard on the news, what the reporters thought would be sensational for viewers. Yeah, exactly. So you could ask the person, if I were to visit your country, what places would you recommend I see? And that's a great question to ask because like if you're planning on traveling, like you can even have a little notebook and make notes and you can have like a, a local's perspective on what you should see when you visit their city or their country. And I think when anytime you ask this question, or there's a variation. Sometimes I'll use like, if I were to visit your city, where would you take me? Mm. Because that can be also interesting just to hear about maybe a local's favorite restaurant or like a really cool hidden spot that they like to go with their friends. Um, and also the question about the country in general, just to hear, maybe it's a country you don't really know anything about. And so it can be interesting to hear like, what are the, the big attractions there? But people always seem to light up when you ask this question because I think in general, people are really excited to kind of like share, you know, the the unique or big things that make their country special, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And of course, there's a lot of other questions that you can ask about it. Like Andrew and I, as we always tend to end up talking about food on this podcast, we love talking about food. So it can be great to say like, what's a typical food in your country or what's your favorite dish from your country? Mm-hmm. Or again, like if I were to visit your city, what would you recommend that I eat? Yeah, definitely. We love to talk about food. So <laughs> ask about the food. <laughs> Maybe eat lunch first or have yeah. a snack before you jump on the app and ask this question. Yeah. And you could ask what is the best thing about where you live as well. Um, It's a great way to learn more about the country and get some recommendations as well. Yeah. Something else I really like to kind of poke into is the worldview that people have in their part of the world. So I might ask something like, what is something that you think that people in your country do differently to Mm. kind of hear? Because again, it's like something I really like is just putting myself in that as as if I were... um, visiting that place and and being with locals and everything, I want to know like, what is life like in this place for someone that, that lives here, that grew up here. And, uh, I think any question like that, that really helps to put you in their head, that really helps you just to expand your worldview. And, and, um, it's my favorite thing when I travel too. I used to always do couch surfing so that I could stay with locals and, uh, go with them, you know, where they go with their friends and, and meet people from there and stuff and really put myself in the shoes of someone who grew up in that place. So I highly recommend, even if you're doing this virtually, that you try to do the same thing, put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, that's great advice. All right. And, um, we have a couple other groups of questions that you can ask about. So I think we kind of mentioned talking about what people like to do in their free time or mm-hmm. hobbies in other words. So we already mentioned like the question, what do you like to do in your free time or how do you like to spend your free time? What else might they ask about someone's hobbies? You could ask about their favorite book, like what is your favorite book? What was the last good book you read? What's your favorite TV series? Do you have a favorite movie? Um, do you listen to any podcasts? Maybe they'll, <laughs> if they app users as well, hopefully they'll be listening <laughs> to our podcast as well, not just using right. the speaking uh, part of the app. Yeah. If you've both listened to the same episode, you could even like comment about it. It could lead to just a conversation about what did you think about, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe they'll be laughing at, at uh, the two of us. So <laughs> you can do that as well. Make fun of us. <laughs> I, th- I think there's really no shame in continuing to ask questions. Like maybe you ask about books and maybe this person doesn't really read. So obviously that one's going to fall on its face, but mm-hmm. don't let that deter you. They'll be like, okay, well, how about, do you like watching series or listening to podcasts and, and kind of use that to just keep going to not let the conversation die out. Yeah. Do you like listening to music? Do you practice any sports? There's, there's lots of different hobbies. So like you said, yeah, don't feel like, oh no, I asked the wrong question. Just try asking (laughs) a different one. (laughs) Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally there's, um, there's really great lists of hundreds of questions out there that have actually been kind of scientifically studied questions or used, um, I don't know if anthropology would be like the right area or what exactly the area of science is, but that's, They've done different studies with that help to create friendship or build relationships. Uh, so you can just like Google these. We'll also link an article about this in the show notes. But we thought we would just talk about like a couple of these that can just lead to kind of thought-provoking conversations. So do you want to choose one, Andrea? Yes. Okay. Um Okay, I'm going to choose this one because I love this question and I always ask it to people or have it, you know, as like a conversation with friends and things. So given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? 
That is a really classic one. I think it's always quite difficult as well, right? For if you've never answered that before, never really thought about it before, but it can be a really interesting way to kind of gather who this person really admires or, or what they're really interested in. And I think that can lead again to like many other conversations because maybe they say Lionel Messi, which shows they're like a really big, uh, a really big football or soccer fan, or maybe they say, I don't know, Mozart because they're, they play the piano or they play the violin and they're just a really big into classical music. So you have, um, it can bring up any sort of person. And, and the really interesting thing is, to kind of see why they would choose that person. Yeah, and sometimes there are variations to this questions. Like sometimes you could ask who would name three people you would have as a dinner guest and they can be like alive or dead as well. So you can kind of choose people from the past as well. It's interesting. Yeah. And again, like uh, taking this question and writing down, you know, what would your own answer be or practicing answering it, you know, and recording yourself and listening back and giving yourself corrections uh, in that way. Because if you ask that one, I think inevitably the person's also going to ask you and you don't want to be like, well, I, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> so it's, it's always good to also have an answer to it. Which one would you choose from the list, Ethan? All right. So let me, I think, so, so this one's kind of um, similar in, in really getting to know the person's values or what they're really interested in. So your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? And I think, again, it's going to be really interesting just to hear people's responses to it. Like maybe it would be the award that they got for, you know, their their violin concierto or <laughs> whatever. Is, that's like the first thing that comes to mind. But uh, just kind of digging into that and it will really tell you a lot about the person's values. Yeah. I wonder as well if it would change, like if that happened, God forbid it would happen. <laughs> but, you know, in that moment, maybe you reach for something you you thought you wouldn't. Um, mm. But it's quite a deep question, that one. It is, yeah. It might be one for a second connection with someone on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. It's a good one. And it says... Uh, you have time to safely make a final dash. Mm. What's a dash? Yeah, so sometimes you might say, oh, sorry, I've got to dash. And it means you need to quickly go. You need to quickly leave, maybe, if you are if you say, I've got to dash. Here, you make a final dash. So you make a final move. You quickly go back to grab one more thing. Exactly. Okay, so that's just been like two questions. As I said, there's hundreds of these types of questions that can just lead to really profound conversations with people. So I think it's much more interesting than just asking every single person you connect with, how's the weather there? Uh, which if you're just starting out, that can be, there's nothing wrong with that question. But as we said, it can be good to kind of like stretch past your comfort zone and have these deeper conversations that are going to lead you to have to really practice your English and, and um, acquire new vocabulary and be creative in the way that you're explaining things. So we'll be sharing some more of these over on Instagram. And if you want a full list, as I mentioned, we will also link that in the show notes at reallifeglobal.com. And you can also find a link to the show notes of this episode in the description. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. One, two, three. Ah, yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, 
links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.